at Jared. We know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now they let Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots. Are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux-leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Anderson. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got another great show for you. Week four is in the books. We are a quarter of the way through the season, guys. That's that's insane. A quarter of the way done uh, with the NFL season, about a third of the way done with the fantasy football regular season getting into playoffs. Um, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. This starts the bye weeks. This is the beginning of what really separates the men from the boys in terms of fantasy football or the girls from the women. Uh, let's not be uh, let's not be prejudiced against the girls. There are or the fans. women or the uh, women from the men in some cases, to be honest. <laughs> sure. Um, but before we get started, once again, we want to ask you to go ahead and give us a rating or review on iTunes or your preferred podcast listening service. Uh, it really helps out the show, helps get us a little bit more visibility in order to expand our fantasy football knowledge uh, to the masses. So we thank you uh, in, uh, in advance for that. We're going to go over some news and notes today in a, in a wrap-up of week four. Uh, and then get into some waiver wires. Guys, you should be looking at grabbing. Guys, you should be passing on that a lot of people are are high on um, that uh, that we think are, are busts. Once again, don't chase points. There's one guy that uh, I have, not to give it away, uh, there's one guy that I believe is not chasing points, regardless of what anybody else says, uh, but we'll get into that in a second. But an update on uh, the condition of Derek Carr – uh, as we get into the news and notes, uh, he has uh, a traverse process fracture in his back. He's out two to four weeks. This is not a good sign for the Oakland Raiders. Um, realistically, this grinds them to a halt, considering that Marshawn Lynch has not been able to really get going. Uh, and with Crabtree out, possibly out for another week, depending on his injury, this really spells trouble for the Raiders who are starting to slip after their hot start. How concerned are you, Ryan, about the Raiders right now? Well, I think it definitely it definitely is concerning with um, with Carr out. Sorry, half paying attention. Um, I think it is it, it's somewhat concerning with with Carr out. Uh, you know, EJ Manuel is not he is not a starting quarterback. Um, and so I think that this does cause this does cause some issues for that for that offense. It does not help that Crabtree has been injured. That Amari Cooper cannot hold on to the ball. 
Um, so yeah, this this I I think that just losing their captain on top of all that is not is not good for for the Oakland Raiders outlook. Uh, a a quick tangent, really fast on on, on the defense to stream as we get into um, waiver wire additions here in a second. Um, who would you rather have? Um, the Baltimore Ravens against the Oakland Raiders, who are now missing a key part, quarterback uh, of Carr, or would you rather take uh, the Bears, who are facing Minnesota, who is now without Dalvin Cook, and cases uh, is still made whether or not uh, Bradford will make the Monday night game? Which would you rather stream this week from a defensive perspective? Oh, gosh. It's against two offenses that took drastic hits this week due to key injuries. I would almost – I mean, I still don't trust the Bears' defense, so I would probably still go – God, and you can't trust – I mean, the Ravens got lit up by the freaking Jaguars for crying out loud. I don't like either of them. You have to pick one. I'll go without a defense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would go with the Bears just because – uh, they've been successful at slowing down other running backs. I don't know how successful it is now at stopping Isaiah Crowell with how much Isaiah Crowell has struggled, which is something that the Bears have done. Um, actually, no, they haven't played the Bears. Sorry, I'm thinking of the Bears uh, slowing down Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, not as Isaiah Crowell, my bad there. Um, but moving on to other news and notes, um, Josh Norman – uh, does leave the game with a rib injury, could miss a couple of weeks. Um, that is important as he is the top corner on a very solid defense uh, from Washington. Um, how concerned are you about their ability? They do go into the bye week here, but how concerned are you about the defense if Josh Norman doesn't play? Well, did, okay, how, did they say how severe it was? Uh, there, there's conflicting reports. Some, some think he's already going to be out a week or two. Um, he did leave the game. Um, it was questionable to return. I think it was questionable to, to return. Because they're is their bye week this next week? Is this week five? Yes. Okay. So I would say for I think that he he'll be okay. If they miss him for only one game, I mean, if he gives, you know, takes him two weeks to recover, I think they'll be, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. So I'm not too worried okay. about it. Okay. Um, moving on, the Titans consider Marcus Mariota to be day to day with his hamstring injury that pulled him from the Houston Texans game. Um, once again, like I mentioned last night, I think Mariota getting pulled was more uh, game script and then getting killed and not wanting to continue to bang up uh, their star quarterback than necessarily anything. But with that being said, hamstrings are nothing to shake your head at. Uh, I think this is something to continue to monitor. Uh, look at uh, some of the quarterbacks that we'll mention here in a second uh, from a streaming option um, as a viable option uh, in case Marcus Mariota cannot go on Sunday. Um, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll seems to hint that Thomas Rawls will be the lead back uh, with Chris Carson out with his ankle injury that uh, sidelines him for the rest of the season. Um, who, who do you think is going to be the lead back in, in the Seattle offense right now? My money is on Rawls. I've actually already picked him up in one league. Um, so um, I think that, I think that you know, that 
the quote unquote healthy scratch may have just been to to get him completely healthy because um, he has been banged up all preseason. Uh, so I think I think that was just a I honestly think it was just a, a chance to get him just to get him rest um, and that he will I think that he will be the lead back. I'm not totally sold on Lacey yet. He wasn't running. I mean, honestly, the best running back for the Seahawks this weekend was uh, was was it JD McKissick? So yeah. Yeah. Who's a converted wide receiver? Correct. Um, but let me ask you this. Are you concerned about ProSize coming back and, and getting and eating into the share? Is Rawls worth grabbing considering the hodgepodge that the Seattle offensive backfield has been? Uh, honestly, honestly, it's a it's a crap show, to be completely honest. Crap Especially show or crap shoot? A crap show. Because this um, is a five-star show, not a crap show. <laughs> Seattle um, backfield might be a different story. Yeah, Seattle backfield is a completely different story. And really, it starts with their offensive line, which is what makes it that way. Um, I don't like any option right now in the um, Seattle offense right now, to be honest. Um, I wait for... Personally, I picked up Rawls because someone already got Lacey, and I will simply wait to see what happens. I'm not playing Rawls at all. Um, I basically added him for roster depth to see what happens. So, Yeah. Um, X-rays were negative on the ribs of Giants running back Paul Perkins, uh, which is a positive note. He's likely just going to be dealing with pain uh, here for the next week or two. Um, Is there any change at the at the Giants running back scenario that you could see that that may or may not be uh, stashable considering we're getting into the the graveyard of the season where running backs are going to start dealing with more injuries you're going to have some bye weeks is there something here for the Giants that some people should be aware of let me let me pull them up just to make sure oh come on it helps if I could spell his name right Okay, definitely help if I can spell his name right. Try that again. Are you are you looking at uh, Dwayne or Wayne Gallman? I am looking at Wayne Gallman, who actually looks like he had a pretty decent game. Eleven rushes for forty-two yards, so right around that three point nine. Which, how bad is it to say that three point nine yards per rush for a running back in New York is doing really well? Well, that's uh, good considering that the last uh, four seasons they can't run above that is once again a historically horrible offensive running game here from New York over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, he also, I mean, he also caught a ball out of the backfield for a touchdown. I think that Gallman is a, is an interesting way to go. Um, if you need depth, um, or you're, you know, just plain desperate for running backs. Um, you know, that's he, I, if I'm going to pick up anyone in the Giants' backfield, it's going to be Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis with his hamstring is still out for the Tennessee Titans and will not return in Week 5. He is droppable at this point. He is droppable at this point. Um, there is no real timetable on his return, and even if so, I'm a little concerned about the Tennessee Titans' passing game currently. Um, they're going to be behind, but right now they're just not getting it done in the passing game. No. Um, I, that could have been just a couple of two difficult games. They're getting it done in the running game more than anything right now. Um, but when that gets plugged up, they're not really able to do much more. Um, 
Marcus Mariota getting about 200 yards um, is not exactly what you're wanting to get from your starting fantasy quarterback. Um, ESPN's Von McClure reports that Mohamed Sanu and his hamstring injury will keep him out for two to three weeks. Now, they catch a break in the bye this week. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you're not – no one's looking to target a Titan or, or – sorry, an, uh, a Falcons wide receiver. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is someone you're going to want to hold off another week on, at least with him getting shut out against the Bills. Um, uh, I almost got uh, – when I looked at the stat line, I almost wondered whether or not he had played, but he did play. He did um, play. But, but <laughs> absolutely nothing, um, which is – uh, scary considering that Julio Jones was out, Muhammad Snu were out for for large portions of this game, and Taylor Gabriel still got nothing. So um, I think that has a lot more to do with um, just the difference between Gabriel and Snu and the difference between Gabriel and Jones and the strength of the Bills' defense. Um, you, but, oh, go ahead. Question. Do you think any of their struggles in that game had to do with their offensive coordinator? Um, I would say yes, because their, their, their tight ends are not getting utilized hardly at all to the level that I would expect considering the talent they have there. Now, Tulolo, great. Okay, fine. He's an NFL tight end, but the fact that Austin Hooper has not really been put in the mix, I think he's, his highest week is three catches. Um, I expected a little bit more, not only from from Hooper, but also from the play calling from uh, Sarkeesian. So I, I'm putting that one a little bit on the offense. We talked about how – I talked about this in the preseason – that Steve Sarkeesian is not Kyle Shanahan. You're not going to get the same production that you got because there's a different scheme. Everyone talks right. about it's the same head coach, the same offense. Okay, but you still have a different play caller who – pardon the analogy, doesn't have this, I'm going to put my foot on your throat mentality and pedal to the metal and score 50 points on you. Never has. Tries to outthink himself a little too much. And right now, it's kind of showing a little bit and the Falcons not being able to do much against Buffalo. Correct. So very, very long-winded answer to your very short question. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, and let's remember, Julio Jones still does not have a touchdown this year. He has 66, 108, 91, and 30 yards so far this season. Yeah. Uh, also, once again, they talked about getting him more targets in the red zone. So I should actually look up to see if he even has a red zone target yet. Yeah, it, it, it's it's. I expected more from the Falcons, but once again, warned people against uh, putting too much stock in Falcons offense Correct. this year um, because I think you'll see these continued struggles. Um, once again, I don't think Matt Ryan can continue to do what he did last year and replicate it. Last year was the outlier. Uh, all the rest of the years are the norm. And I remember, um, all, I remember all the Twitter hate and, and Instagram hate you got for saying that you know, they could struggle this year because they have a new offensive coordinator. No, it's all the same guys. It's the same head coach. It's all the same players. Yeah. They can still struggle because they have a new offensive coordinator. Well, what do you know? They, you know, yes, they're three, they're, they're three and one, but there's some, there have been some difficulties shown so far. So yeah, they are a millimeter away from losing the game against Detroit. Yep. Literally. If, if, uh, if Tate's knee 
barely doesn't touch or or doesn't just barely touch, we'll word it that way, doesn't just barely touch, that's a loss for Atlanta. Yep. It is. Um, and my DFS line run down the my, field in eight seconds. And my DFS line that had Golden Tate in it does that much better. <laughs> yes. Um, and so let's let's move on from uh, the Falcons offense. Uh, let's get into to looking at um, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer said Sam Bradford has a chance to play in Week Five. This is also why I'm looking to. I'm, I'm taking serious consideration that the Bears is a streamable option. Case Keenum had one career game. He's still um, the Alex Smith of Alex Smithes, if, if that makes any sense. Um, because he's no better than Alex Smith. And even on his best day, he had an Alex Smith-type performance. Correct. It's not going to be repeatable. It's not going to be something that's going to be consistent. Once again... Uh, my belief that Thielen is more valuable than Diggs, even though Diggs, um, now we're looking at two consecutive weeks where the number one uh, wide receiver in fantasy has rough weeks. Now Diggs did get some extra yards, um, but not getting the production that he was getting early on, and that's what he's going to ride, which is going to continue to to feed your belief that he is a number one wide receiver. I don't see it happening throughout the year, just because I don't think Bradford can stay healthy uh, and I think Thielen will be getting more targets. I think um, Thielen being off the field also helped Diggs uh, in this last game. But the Bears against a struggling uh, or what will be a struggling Minnesota offense now um, could be streamable this week. Possibly. Um, possibly. Um, uh, Latavius Murray uh, said his ankle is still not 100%. Uh, oh, recovered from his off-season injury that ended his season last year. Now, I don't want to get too much into this because we'll cover him in just a second. Um, but uh, Adam Schefter reports that Julio Jones is not expected to miss any games with his hip flexor issue. Um, and Doug Martin has completed his four-game suspension. So hopefully, um, I know an individual in, in my work league who lost Cook this last week but had Doug Martin on his bench, but he's still going to have to go out and get a running back because now he only has two running backs. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that wraps up for the news and notes. Ryan, any other pieces that you want to cover uh, tonight? Oh, one piece. I can't believe I forgot about this. Yeah, how can he miss this one? Andrew Luck, watch. He's officially going to practice. Well, there, okay, there's that one too. Okay, well, but here's the thing. Here's what, here's what I'll tell people. I'm going to do my Allen Iverson impression. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're, ta we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> we're talking about practice. Insert that 17 and a half times. And there you go about Andrew Luck. Um, there were uh, some very, very um, slight trade rumors that I had heard about. Um, I didn't believe them, but... Um, Brissett is very talented, uh, struggled on the second half against Seattle. But once again, we're talking about practice. Uh, no, the other, the other thing I was going to mention is that the Bears are finally moving to, uh, to Trubisky. Trubisky gets his oh. first ever start on Monday Night Football. Against Minnesota. Against Minnesota. So let's just throw him to the Wolves. 
So I do have to say uh, one ironic thing. For those of you who have been watching the show, uh, you know that Greg, staff writer, uh, appears on the show on the Wednesday night show, which airs Thursday. Um, and we have a video of Greg going, just losing his mind when the Bears picked Trubisky. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, this last week, he was screaming for Trubisky. Yeah. So just to, just to let you know what Bears fans are going through right now <laughs> in terms of their offense. Uh, but that takes care uh, of our news and notes uh, for this evening. Yeah, he, lo- he, lo- he, he loosened sanctions a little bit when he realized that, okay, he's not quite as bad as I thought he was, but he was still pissed that they didn't take Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can um, see it too. The fact that, I mean, looking at Deshaun Watson, the fact that he fell as far as he did, shame on a lot of teams. Yep. Um, but uh, news and notes brought to you by Vox DFS Firelines, uh, the title sponsor of our show. They are uh, DFS consultants who will teach you uh, how to bankroll, um, how to do bankroll management. I misread that every time. Yes, uh, you so you learn what contest to play so you don't overextend yourself, whether you play MLB, NASCAR, NFL, MLS, PGA, or you prefer to play Yahoo, DraftKings, or FanDuel, Vox has lineup experts to help you pull in cash. Um, so go to VoxDFS.com. That's V-O-K-S-D-F-S.com today. Tell them that the guys from Skull King Fantasy Football sent you. We're going to get into the waivers. Read another ad here real quick. Uh, the waiver uh, week five waiver wire ads is going to be brought to you by Playdraft. Uh, if you love fantasy football, then you need to be playing on draft. Here's how it works. There's no management. Just set it. Forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades. No waiver wire. Ironically enough, sponsored by draft. No waiver wire. Uh, <laughs> even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you could literally join one right now while listening to the show. Uh, the best part is you can pay, you can play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just one dollar, so there's literally a draft for everyone for a limited time. Only all new players get a free entry into real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code SK Football. That's right. Play a real money game just for free by using the promo code SK Football when you sign up. Uh, we're getting into the waiver wire pickups for the week. Once again, players are going to start going on buys. If you're looking for a quarterback and you had Kirk Cousins, you're going to possibly need another one if you don't have one stashed on your bench. That would um, be me. <laughs> that would be you. Um, depending on your waiver order, this next, Not good. this first guy uh, is going to be the hottest commodity right now because he's playing better than most first-round draft picks so far in the draft. Um, and so, first one I want to talk about, and I'm going to steal your thunder here. Go ahead. Uh, Deshaun Watson, currently only owned in 27% of leagues, and that's a tragedy. Um, but after his performance this week, no one will be more sought after than Watson this week. The only hesitation here is that Watson has not played tough defenses yet this season. The Bengals, the Patriots, and Tennessee are all at the bottom of the barrel this year. His true test comes this next week against the Chiefs uh, and the defense that they present. Um, 
We had Watson as a deep sleeper in the preseason, and he's performing currently at a top five quarterback since being named the starter. So since he's been named the starter in week two, he has performed as a top five quarterback. I like him the rest of the way, but he does have some tougher defenses coming up uh, in Seattle and Kansas City, uh, just to name a few. Um, but I like Deshaun Watson uh, for the rest of the way. I can't disagree with you there. Um, I think that Deshaun Watson is a is a very solid um, solid pick there. I wish I could have him, and he's in as far as uh, Yahoo leagues. He is owning thirty five percent. You, which means that in every league I play in, he whether it's a five or you know it could be a four team league, he would be picked up in because those are the types of leagues I play in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I play in ultra-competitive leagues. Any, anyone that has a, even a sniff of a good game, the waiver wire's toast. Yeah. So um, in terms of quarterbacks for me, um, let me pull them up right here. Uh, I think that Tyrod Taylor is an interesting option. Not great. Not great, but at least an interesting option as a, as a bi-week fill-in. Um, the Cincinnati defense has been pretty good. Uh, I want to say, let me pull up. They, they're right in the middle of the pack. 15th fewest fantasy points against the quarterback position. So, I mean, dead in the middle of the pack um, as far as giving up fantasy points to, um, to quarterbacks. Um, Taylor's played pretty decent. He doesn't turn over the ball a lot. He's got one interception so far, five TDs. Um, he's not going to throw for a lot of yards, but again, the thing about Taylor is his ability to run the ball. Um, and so uh, while he only had, what, 12 yards in this last game, they were playing against Atlanta. Atlanta has a very speedy defense. Um, and so I think that, you know, again, I'm not looking, I'm not looking for huge numbers out of Tyrod Taylor. In a bi-week bi fill-in situation where you have a stud quarterback, you are looking for Alex Smith numbers. 200 yards. One or two touchdowns, maybe an interception. That's all. Just enough to keep you from losing the game is all you're looking for in a streamable quarterback. And so um, that's, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is the one that I'd be looking at, and he's the only one that I think has any major value um, other than Deshaun Watson that you could maybe use further down the road. Um, maybe Bradford, but he, we don't even know if he's going to be back yet, so. Uh, yeah, uh, I have one more, and that's Eli Manning. Uh, I'm just going to pull up his uh, his schedule here the rest of the way. Um, he's going up against the Chargers this next week, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Rams. It does get a little tricky over the next couple of weeks, but here's what I'll say. Once again, Eli performed great in what is now back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, once again, the Giants are only going to be able to move the ball in the air. Um, there will be some interceptions, especially going against teams like the Broncos and the Seahawks and the Rams, but there will also be touchdowns. So if you're looking for a player who can score you some points, um, he can be a great spot start based off of matchups or if you need an alternate to Roethlisberger on away games, um, he could be someone that you can grab uh, who could score you some points. Not the best, but I wanted to give you at least three options here at quarterback um, because Deshaun Watson is going to be a hot topic. More than likely will not be available for anybody paying attention who isn't the first uh, player on the waiver wire order. Um, 
Moving on to the running back uh, position, uh, Latavius Murray, I have, uh, who is currently owning 20% of leagues, but I have a caveat here. Um, Cook went down, and Latavius Murray is going to be the number one target on the waiver wire for teams looking to add running back depth uh, to replace Cook or Carson. Um, the issue with Murray is that a rookie, even the talent of, of Cook, came in and replaced him early in camp. Uh, we talked about this earlier. He's not 100% from his uh, back, 100% from his ankle injury from last season. He will be the starter right away, but if you're looking to get even 80% of Cook's production, I think you're reaching. Even though last year was an RB1, once again, not healthy, doesn't have the burst that Cook's does, um, but is going to be a starter. That's what you're looking at in terms of volume. He's going to get more volume than anybody else we mentioned here. Um, in the waiver wire section. Ryan? Moving on to... Oh. Uh, moving on to another running back. Uh, after being cut from the Seattle Seahawks, uh, uh, when the team announced their final roster cuts, uh, Alex Collins got signed by the Ravens. In the last three weeks, Collins has 206 rushing yards, uh, which is more than Isaiah Crowell and many others. Collins does have some fumbling issues, which you need to be aware of. He already has a warning from his coach that he's on a short leash, quote-unquote. Uh, but there is only one explosive back in Baltimore right now, and it's Alex Collins. It is not Javorius Allen. It is not Terrence West. Look for Alex Collins as a possibility for a flyer, if you're really hurting uh, for depth at the running back position, you need to start grabbing running backs now because um, they're going to start going away. Yeah, David Johnson, um, Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, they're not going to be the only running backs that are going to be out for the season or going to go down with an extended injury. There's going to be more. So grabbing running backs now, it's easier to pick up a receiver on the waiver wire than it is a running back. So Alex Collins should be widely targeted this week. Is that the only guy you've done so far? Uh, I talked about Latavius Murray yeah, uh, yeah. and Alex Collins. Yeah, well, I, I think in terms of Latavius Murray, uh, Jarek McKinnon's a possibility. Jer if, okay, so when we play PPR league, so I think McKinnon's more of the pass-catching PPR guy. Latavius Murray's going to get first and second down looks. Um in terms of other, let me pull up other running backs real quick just to see what else we've got. I mean, this is, I mean, this is when injuries just become monsters and just can really tear you apart. Um, let me get uh, Camara is still, I mean, okay, Camara's on a bye week. This is one of those few times where I would say pick up a guy who's on a bye week. He's forty six percent on, so he's still under. He's under fifty, so he's still in that in that um, in that spot with uh, um, with uh, in terms of you know waiver wire ad. He's under fifty percent owned on Yahoo, which means that he again he is owned in every single league that I'm in, which is a crime. Yes, not that he's owned in every single league you're in, but that he's owned in less than fifty percent of leagues. Yeah, so the fact that he is on by this week. Keep an eye out for teams that may drop him just because they need the help in other positions. Yep. 
you know, if you if you're in a league with with smaller benches and you've got the ability to to maybe take him as as your flex play, you know, pick him up, you know, be all over that. So once again, this is where championships are born. Is paying yeah. attention through the waivers through week eight or sorry through week five through twelve. Uh, and sorry for those of you who have bye weeks in week thirteen in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on your. No, on first your week of the playoffs is usually fourteen. Is usually week fourteen, uh, for fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Uh, I am in two leagues where the last two weeks of the season uh, are completely removed from uh, from fantasy football. So they, they take out week seventeen. They take out sixteen also. They take out sixteen as well. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, I know. But um, but that way they have the, the justification was they wanted an odd number of uh, regular season games in order to avoid ties. Yep. And I'm like, that's why all the, the there's that's why there's like 12 different tiebreaker rules based off points scored, win loss records. There's a reason for all of those. Um, but uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Um, I've got a couple here, but I'm going to start with one specific avoid on the waiver wire. All right. And he had a lot of points this week. I was bearish on him last week, and I'm going to be bearish on him again. For those of you who don't know necessarily financial terms, bearish means sell. Sell hard. Don't, don't buy. Um, Devin Funches, and here's why. He's owning less than 13% of leagues. He will be widely available. There was a reason why he was available on the waiver wire. No one believed in him. Uh, he's a four-catch receiver at max. Um, the other pieces uh, are this. Uh, he played the New England Patriots, and that's who he scored points on. Yay, good for you. Um, so is everybody else. Uh, the other pieces <laughs> yeah. are this. Who's not and, scoring on the Patriots? Yeah. Cam Newton. Uh, I think once again we talked about this last now last night. Cam Newton, um, this game is more, or 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 his production was more because he played New England more than Cam Newton riding the ship. And so, um, the fact still remains that Cam Newton is going to be held in the pocket, and his arm cannot win games against top twenty defenses. New England is the worst defense in fantasy football right now, giving up way too many points. Um, and their offense has to continue to score. Um, so it, it's one of those things. Funches proved me wrong for a week, but over the process of the season, I think this is one where he got two touchdowns. Um, and yes, Olsen is out, so there's going to be more targets up for grabs. Uh, but I still like Kelvin Benjamin to be way more productive uh, than, than Funches. And there's other options that we'll talk about um, that are better options, in my opinion, than Funches right now. I just can never get out of my mind, um, for those of you who, who know uh, Vox, who actually uh, do subscribe to Vox TFS, uh, the guy who uh, runs Vox uh, used to be a writer for us, uh, Brad Holda. He's a big um, Michigan Wolverines fan, and that's where Devin Funches played. Um, and I'll never forget when Funches first got drafted, um, and I was like, "Hey, you know, he's you know he's going to be playing in Carolina. He could possibly, st- you know, and then you know, and then uh, was it Benjamin tears his ACL? So Funches has his rookie season where hey, he may be forced to step 
step up. This could be good. And I'll never forget Brad's comment. It was, yeah, Funches has alligator hands. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> and, and he's proven it. I mean, he's, his, his breakout games are so few and far between. Um, yeah, he's, he just not, he's not a consistent enough player. He, he is a very physical specimen, can run fast, jump high, issues catching the ball. Can't keep which, ball in Which is like the most important thing for a receiver. Yeah, just ask Josh Doxson tonight who dropped a wide open touchdown. Coming from the very, very, very bitter Kirk Cousins owner. Well, I still won, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I only need I, once once Kirk Cousins threw that first T D the, the, the week was over, so uh, moving on to another wide receiver pickup. Uh, as a fantasy owner, I seriously considered picking this player up. That's Will Fuller, who was activated uh, just before the game against the Titans. Um, I waited, and because I waited to see him play first, that was my strategy. He is an incredible talent. Uh, Braxton Miller uh, was was not activated for the game, and so there was a spot for Will Full to come in and get immediate production. Um, I, I seri- we talked about this yesterday. I, we both seriously debated picking him up. Um, we were a little gun shy on it, um, and, and so um, he did deliver an exceptional performance, even though it was only on four catches. Uh, right now, he's got the hottest quarterback in fantasy football right now, and I'm going to follow the hot hand. Uh, and everyone, uh, is, and and everyone, he is currently going to on offense. Obviously, that is Will Fuller right now. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. If you could trade for him, I'd look to go get him. Even though I have been bearish on DeAndre Hopkins uh, as well. Um, but right now, um, Deshaun Watson is too good to avoid at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I'd agree with you there. I don't have a, honestly, I don't have a lot extra to throw in there. You pretty much yep. covered it there. So, um, you need a, a wide receiver from me. Let's, uh, let's go back. Um, I do have one more while you're pulling one up. Well, I mean, Cooper Cup is only owned in 44%. You know, he had a couple down games. I think that he is he is going to most likely, in my opinion, remain the most consistent um, of, the, of the wide receivers. I think he'll be more consistent than Sammy Watkins, especially because Watkins can't seem to stay healthy. Um, but if you look, I mean, if you look at his target share, he's got two touchdowns, one in week one and one in this last week in week four. But in terms of his um, his targets, six six, he had two two weeks ago in San Francisco in week three, and that was the game that Sammy Watkins absolutely busted out. And then we come back to week four and seven targets. So he has the one week where he only has two, but he's getting six to seven targets every week out of the slot as a safety valve for um, for uh, uh, Jared Goff. I like him as a flex play, like a wide receiver for flex play that, you know, will show consistency um, for for you in your in your lineup. So uh, what's his ownership in Yahoo? Forty four. Uh, his ownership in ESPN is ten point four percent. Good grief. Yeah. So uh, that's who I was going to talk about. Um, unlike Funchess. Was that the one you were actually going to go with? Yeah, that's who I was going to go with. Uh, <laughs> unlike Funchess, he's had more than one good week. Uh, and and with Seattle, Jacksonville, and Arizona coming up, 
Look for Cup to be targeted heavily coming out of the slot as Watkins and Woods draw the top corners of those very, very tough defenses who are going to be blanketed throughout the day. Look for Cup to be someone for short passes to open up the field um, and look for him to be highly targeted here over the next couple of weeks with some very tough defenses coming up. Correct. All right. Well, let's move on then. Moving on to the tight end position. um, We have a Cameron Brait sighting. (laughs) So we talked about him. uh, Yes, we do. In the off season. um, uh, as, As someone who... One shouldn't be drafted above O.J. Howard. Ironically enough, O.J. Howard scores a touchdown, but then Cameron Great bests him and also bests uh, Evans in terms of yardage um, for this week. Is Cameron Great is the number one option for Jameis Winston this last week. I think um, though Howard is going to continue to eat into a little bit of his targets, Cameron Great once again has that consistency and has been a reliable receiver for Winston over the last two seasons. And with new England coming to town, I'm getting as much action on the Buccaneers as I possibly can right now. Exactly. So I can go get Cameron Brait right now. I'm going to, uh, let me, let me make sure I've got it right here. Pull it up. New, uh, new England has given up the most fantasy points to the tight end position so far this year on Yahoo. Um, yeah. So Cameron Brait, the last two weeks, four receptions, 33 yards and a TD, four receptions, 80 yards and a TD. Um, I think that, you know, the first week in Chicago, which was actually week two because they had the bye week week one with the hurricane, um, he has, I think they're, they're getting everything going a little bit better. And so I like Cameron Brait to have a great week against New England. And again, with Cameron Brait, he does not have a bye week the rest of the season. So unless he's injured, he's playing. Yep. Let's not forget that. So you don't have to worry about another bye week if you pick up Cameron Brait. Uh, here's here's another thing to mention. Um, if I can get Brait, I, I would entertain this idea. You look at this next game against New England. Um, if he does well, look to possibly trade him and upgrade to to a higher targeted tight end in terms of uh, volume. Uh, because he's going to go against Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina. So he's going to have a three-week stretch of some very tough games. The possibility of moving him could be there. But once again, he is a very reliable target for Winston in the meantime um, and can be an outlet and a very, very easy target to pick up yardage on those third downs, even facing a Buffalo, uh, Arizona, or Carolina. Um, The other one that I have, and the last waiver wire ad I have for this week uh, is Tyler Croft, who's owned in less than 1% of leagues. So he's, he's <laughs> going to be available in, in every league. And as much as I go blue in the face about not chasing points, I don't think this is chasing points. I think this is a solid backup tight end that fills the role of Tyler Eifert very, very well. Um, uh, once again, uh, avoid chasing points. Um, Mercedes Lewis, if you grabbed him, shame on you. If you grabbed Jesse James, we shame told, on you. We told you not to go with Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. We, we told you to avoid those after their big games. Um, I believe that, that grabbing Tyler Croft, once again, isn't chasing points. Andy Dalton is back to utilizing his tight end uh, in the offense. And with Eifert out for a few weeks, I believe Croft can be a very, very good spot start. Uh, capability for you. 
um, over the next couple of weeks with the matchups that he has. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. Uh, looking at, there's really no one else that I see that would be um, a decent decent look at other than, you know, Vernon Davis. Um, just because you never know how, you never know when um, Jordan Reed's going to be injured. I think he's averaging over the last few years, averaging four missed games a season. And so, you know, Vernon Davis, he's going on by this next week. So, again, that's a, more of a depth play. Um, ben Watson, only owned in 24% of Yahoo leagues. I know I'm doing Yahoo and you're doing you're doing uh, um, ESPN. ESPN. But, yeah, I mean, even then just – I think this kind of gives an idea of who's – um, you know, who's available where. So uh, Evan Ingram owned in 47%. He's kind of, he's kind of been up and down. No, he's actually been pretty consistent here. He's been very consistent around that, that 10 to 13 point range. Yeah. Well, I mean, full in full PPR in Yahoo, four catches, 44 yards, four catches, 49 yards in a TD, five catches, 45 yards, six catches, 62 yards, nine, 15, 10, and 14 points so far just this season so he is being used by um by eli and is you know he's got more receiving yards than cooper cup so far really he has 200 receiving yards cooper cup has 186 i believe yeah that's right cooper cup is a poor man's beasley basically right now yeah yeah just a little taller you know (laughs) you're only like five (laughs) six inches taller so um and so with that, uh, one thing that I want to say before we go, um, one thing, we, we're never going to get into politics on this show, but one thing that I do uh, want to say uh, is our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims uh, of the unfortunate incident that happened in Las Vegas um, over the last couple of days. Um, once again, we want to thank first responders for for being there in the midst of that chaos and, and running to the help and to the aid of those around them. Um, uh, and so we want to thank the service members. But once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims and the victims' families. Um, once again, we're not going to talk politics uh, because sports are going to be, I, I feel sports are, are kind of a, a release from the rest of the world. So we're going to talk about sports on this show, and that's it. Um, but I thought um, that we should mention that our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to the uh, to the uh, residents of Los Angeles and the unfortunate victims of that attack. And so, um, once again, thoughts and prayers. Um, but thank you for for listening to us uh, for this show tonight, um, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good right, one. T- talk to you later, guys. Hey, Skull King Nation! Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. your doctoral degree at GCU, Arizona's premier private Christian university. Become an authority in your industry with an affordable education that doesn't sacrifice quality. At GCU, learners have access to our doctoral leadership team, counselors, and one-on-one faculty support during their dissertation. 
this year, invest in yourself to help change the world. Find your purpose at GCU, where advanced technologies drive education. Private, Christian, affordable, nonprofit. Visit gcu.edu slash doctoral. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.